You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others to help you with your NFT journey. And if you are just beginning your NFT journey, that's fantastic. That's okay. That's great. I have been in this journey of mine in the NFT game, if you will, since May, and I'm recording this in September. So that means about four or five months. And I still feel like even though on the one hand, I'm like a veteran, I know more than probably 99% of people. At the same time, I feel like such a newbie, like this game is just beginning and I'm still learning new things every single day which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, so I can share the things that I'm learning and doing with all of you so that you can learn right with me. Because I know there will always be people who are coming. There are always people ahead of me, lots of people ahead of me, and there will always be lots of people coming behind me. Just like anything in life, I like to think of it as climbing a mountain. When you're climbing up a mountain, there are always going to be people ahead of you who will help pull you up, and there's going to be people behind you, and you can help pull them up. So as you learn from me, there will be people that come after you, and you can teach them. Uh, as you get into the game and so on and so forth. And I know when I first started getting into NFTs, I first learned a lot from Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, by listening to his podcast, The Gary V Audio Experience, in early 2021, so March, April timeframe. And then uh, I remember being on a road trip with my wife and kids in July, and we were really starting to learn and buy more things. And so I was just searching for NFT podcasts, and there weren't really a lot out there. There were a couple other ones we started listening to as well as some stuff on cryptocurrency. And so I thought, hey, it's a good opportunity to create one to share since I am a bit of an experienced veteran podcaster. I've been creating podcasts, running podcasts since 2017. Uh, My other two shows right now are the Talent Development Hot Seat for Corporate Talent Development and the Own Your Career Show for anybody looking for more ways to own their careers. And I have a book as well called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. So I've got a, you know, speaking and consulting business, and this is more of a side passion or project and that it's one that I'm just excited about. I mean, I'm really thinking about it all the time. And uh, so I thought what better reason than to share with other people. So if you haven't already, check out the first seven episodes of this podcast. I walk through what is an NFT and why I'm excited about them, how to buy them. I also did a two-part interview with my friend Bennett Phillips, who is my go-to guide and expert on NFTs. And we shared everything about how to get into NFTs and what he's excited about and what to be thinking about when you're getting into NFTs. Today, I wanted to share not only those tidbits about my journey, but also what are the big NFT projects out there to pay attention to? And then I'll do another episode on the NFT projects that I'm really into right now. So why I share what are the most famous NFT projects? What are the big NFT projects? Because I think it's worth paying attention to these. These are the ones that are kind of leading the way. Everyone watches them to see, hey, what's possible? They kind of set the the market. It's hard to compare it to anything in the business world, but I would say, you know, everyone kind of looks at Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook, and maybe one or two other companies as kind of like the big standard setters in the market. Maybe I throw Microsoft in there as well. And it's kind of like, you know, as those companies go, so do a lot of the rest of the market, right? So you can see, okay, what are those companies doing? Same thing in in the NFT space. There are some big influencers that you can follow and see what they're doing. And there are also big projects that you can follow and see what's going on with them. 
The biggest and most famous is one called CryptoPunks, C-R-Y-P-T-O, CryptoPunks, P-U-N-K-S. Maybe you've heard of CryptoPunks, maybe you've seen one, and it's probably the one of the biggest head-scratching things in the industry because they're not, when you get into NFTs and you see all the reasons you can buy NFTs, there are NFTs just for art, there are for access, there's for community, and you know, a lot of them are really cool different looking types of projects. CryptoPunks are these little pixelated pictures. There are 10,000 of them. It's kind of the original PFP, as they call it. So if you get into the NFT world, you hear people talk about PFP projects all the time. That stands for profile picture. It's basically a project where everybody gets so into it that they change their profile picture on social media, whether Twitter, Instagram, but especially Twitter, to their favorite NFT from that collection, the one they own or their favorite one that they own. And CryptoPunks is really like the original PFP NFT project. It's one of the very first ones out there. It was released in June of 2017 as a non-fungible token on the Ethereum blockchain. And it was developed by American studio Larva Labs, according to Wikipedia, a two-person team consisting of Canadian software developers Matt Hall and John uh, Watkinson. The experimental project was inspired by the London punk scenes, the cyberpunk movement, and William Gibson's novel Neuromancer and Blade Runner as well. And these are just, there are 10,000 of them. They're little pixelated kind of punk pictures, and they were originally free. There are 10,000 unique crypto punks, 6,000 males and 3,800 females, all of which are made digitally scarce through the use of blockchain technology. Each one was algorithmically generated through computer code, and this no two characters are exactly alike, but some traits are more rare than others. They were originally released for free and could be claimed by anyone with an Ethereum wallet. There will never be more than the original 10,000 CryptoPunks. So that's from Wikipedia. So it's amazing. They were originally free. And then when people started getting really into NFTs, I think a lot of people looked back and saw wow, these are kind of like the original project. I really want to own one of those. And when the secondary market opened up on OpenSea, people started trading them. And now, you know, as you're listening to this, you've probably, you know, read, read and heard there's quite a frenzy in NFTs and there's there's billions of dollars changing hands every day. And this has become the standard, most famous project. So if you look up on OpenSea, now I've mentioned OpenSea in the past, uh, in past episodes, O-P-E-N-S-E-A dot I-O. That is like the eBay of the NFT world. It's where everybody goes to buy and sell NFTs on the secondary market. I don't even know of another website that people use. I mean, it's pretty much got 100% market share. And if you go to OpenSea homepage and you click on stats at the top and then you look at top NFTs, you can see which NFT projects have had the, the highest volume in sales in the last 24 hours, last seven days, last 30 days, and all time? When I click on all time, CryptoPunks has a volume of 476,000 Ethereum. So there have been a lot, a lot, a lot of money traded on the blockchain on OpenSea of CryptoPunks. And if you look at the CryptoPunks project, now, this is a rare one where you click on the project, you can't see the floor because um, there's some there's a type of a cult agreement that nobody in CryptoPunks lists their CryptoPunks for sale openly. You have to go find somebody that is willing to sell theirs. However, you can go to volume traded and see what the punks are trading for. And the cheapest in the last couple weeks that I can find is just below 100 Ethereum. 
as I am recording this, Ethereum is worth 30, roughly $3,900. And of course, that's changing day by day, hour by hour. So you can look that up when you're listening to this. But 3,900 times 100 is $390,000. So basically, the cheapest CryptoPunk you can get today is about $390,000 for a little pixelated punk picture, right? It just seems mind-blowing. And actually, just last night, I showed one to my father-in-law that sold not for 100 Ethereum, but recently one sold for 1,000 Ethereum. It was a really rare one, which is, of course, uh, nearly $4 million. <laughs> and I showed that to my father-in-law um, as I would show it to anybody, and they were just, you know, he was just, like, stupefied. And even I have a hard time explaining that or understanding that. It is, it is pretty crazy. But that's the gold standard. There are regularly CryptoPunks selling in the millions of dollars. And what I think it comes down to, a way to think about this is not that like, oh, someone is enamored by this picture of this little pixelated punk guy and wants to put it on their wall. Think of it more as a store of value. Basically, the market has determined that this is the most valuable thing. And you have a lot of money that you don't want to keep in cash because you are afraid of inflation or you want to you know, get a return on your money. And you want something that you think is going to go up in value right, is going to be better than inflation, is going to be a solid investment. Maybe you don't like the stock market. And the other interesting factor about having something like this about NFTs is that is it's social signaling because you have a public wallet. So anybody in the know, when you say I have a punk, meaning I have a crypto punk, that's a signal that like not only do you know what's up, but you are rich. You are packing, right? You are doing well. Because at this point in the game, if you have a crypto punk, you know, no matter what you bought in for, you know, you might have got it for free three years ago. It's now worth at least the down payment of a nice house. If not, you could sell it and pay cash for a house in some parts of America. Right. So that's a serious, serious amount of money, life changing for many people. And like I said, it's social signaling. We've talked about kind of the interest, interesting things, the benefits of NFTs and why it's cool to get in. One of the things that I think is going to make NFTs really popular is the idea of the public digital wallet, that you can go look at somebody's wallet just like you look at their Instagram page or their Twitter page or their LinkedIn and see like, oh, what kind of stuff do they have? Oh, wow, this guy has a CryptoPunk. He is balling, right? And it's going to make for an interesting part of our society because you got people like me. I don't consider myself rich by any means, but I have I have a lot of money in NFTs right now, six figures in NFTs, and I'm driving, my wife and I share one beat up old minivan that's probably worth 5,000 bucks, right? So you wouldn't look at me drive by and say, that guy has any money. In fact, you'd say he's probably poor by older social standards. But if you looked at my public wallet, which has several V friends, which we'll talk about in a future episode, you'd say, oh, wow, that guy, you know, he's doing pretty well. He's got some cool stuff in his wallet. He could sell those for a lot of money and, and he would be doing just fine. Not like I'm, you know, blown away rich, but, you know, doing all right. Right. It's kind of like if you could look at people's stock portfolios, but you can't. Right. But imagine if you could imagine if you could look at your friend's you know, before you got together, you could look at their stock portfolio and go, oh, man, I see you have 100 shares of Amazon. You bought it back in 2006 when it was only X, you know, dollars per share. Like, wow, that's well done, dude. You you have a 500,000, you know, 500 percent return or 10,000 percent return on your stock. Like, well done. Or, oh, I saw you bought that one thing and it tanked. Like, so sorry. 
makes for an interesting conversation, right? And obviously that would make some people really uncomfortable, right? You don't want people to know anything about your financial situation. I totally get that. And you can make things private, right? Your wallet does not have to be public. You can make things private. So there's social signaling that's involved in having a CryptoPunk or one of these other big projects. And it's a great store of value, right? Because if NFTs become more popular, as they become more popular, and if the NFT market keeps going up, then it stands to reason that the leading projects, the one that are the most popular, are going to continue to grow in value. And so these CryptoPunks are just going to be worth more and more money. So CryptoPunks is number one, right? The number one most popular kind of gold standard project. If you look at the top NFTs, Artblocks Curated is number two all time. And that one, there's a lot more of them out there. There are 38,000, not 10,000. And the floor price is a lot lower. You can get in for, uh, as I'm looking at it, about 1.5 Ethereum. And that's not one you hear as much about. So I would say the second most prominent and popular and interesting project to follow besides CryptoPunks is the Bored Ape Yacht Club. B-O-R-E-D Ape Yacht Club. And this project was started by a couple guys who had been in the NFT space for a little while back in April of... 2021, it just took off, right? So it came out in April 2021 and people bought them originally for 0.05 Ethereum, which was probably a couple hundred dollars in the beginning. And they built a really, really strong community to the point where everybody who bought them, there were 10,000 of them as well, changed their profile picture to their ape. And you start seeing these apes everywhere and it becomes this like cool thing. And I remember this moment I think it was in May of 2021. I had just been learning a lot about NFTs. I had either just bought my VFriends or was about to buy VFriends. It was before or after the auction. I think it was after. And I was on Clubhouse, which uh, if you don't know Clubhouse, it's an audio-only social app where you can go join different rooms and listen to people talk about stuff. And I was hungry to learn about NFTs. And I went into this Clubhouse room with a bunch of people from the Board 8 Yacht Club. And there were maybe 100 people in there. And all of their profile pictures were PFPs, right, were apes. And they were talking about their community and they were talking about NFTs. And I, I can tell you right now, I did not understand a single word they were saying, like 1% I understood. And I was just overwhelmed. Like, what is all this? Who are these people? What are these ape? What is this ape project? And gosh, you know, one of those things where like you wish you could go back in time I wish I could go back in time to that moment and listen more and get to know some of those people and go into the community and buy an ape because at that time they might have been selling on the secondary market for one Ethereum, you know, two, three thousand dollars. And of course, I would have thought that was crazy for a picture of an ape at that time. But since then, again, I'm recording this in September. You could be listening to this later, you know, and these prices go up and down all the time. But as I'm recording this, the floor price or the cheapest price for a board ape is 30 Ethereum, which is roughly about $120,000 as I'm recording this. Now, again, those go up and down. It actually has been higher a week or so ago. I remember it was like 40 Ethereum is about 150,000. Now it's about 120,000. So it's come down a little bit from where it was, but it's still really expensive. And that has happened considering that in April, the fourth month of the year, and I'm recording in September 9. So in about five months or less than five months, the price has gone up from about $300 for one to a minimum, minimum of 120000 And just last night I was looking at it. Someone who goes by the name Digital Art Chick on 
Twitter bought a, an ape for 250 Ethereum, which is just shy of a million dollars. So, and that's because she re she really liked the the rare things, the way that ape looked. So that's the other thing is that when we look at a project like Board Ape Yacht Club, there are 10,000 of them. We talk about the floor price and the floor price means what's the cheapest available that I can buy right now if I go to OpenSea and I look at all those with buy now, what's the cheapest one? It's 30 Ethereum. But there are certain ones that people like more than others, right? Or have very rare traits that make them rarer than others. This one happened to have, a, it was blowing a bubble of bubble gum. And she decided it was worth buying it for 250 Ethereum, which is just shy of a million dollars. Now, if you haven't gotten much into NFTs, that sounds absolutely insane. It's a picture of an ape blowing a bubble, <laughs> bubble gum. It's all for just shy of a million dollars. But again, consider what I talked about with CryptoPunks. This is like the second biggest, most popular project. It's become a, you know, sort of like a, you know, digital social currency to show off and be like, oh yeah, I'm in the ape club. Like I'm in that club and therefore I'm somebody. And what I'm seeing happening and what I think is interesting is that, yeah, it's already gotten really expensive, but it could take off even more as celebrities get into this, right? And just like a week ago, I noticed that Steph Curry, the famous basketball player on the Golden State Warriors, who has won several NBA titles and is, you know, fairly active on social media. People like to follow him. He just bought an ape and changed his profile picture on Twitter to a bored ape. And I could see other NBA players potentially taking that on and go, oh, what's that? I want one of those too, right? And that's how these things catch on. And then everybody's like, oh, I want one of those as well. And then it just keeps going up and up in price because if you're into economics, you're into capitalism, just like with the stock market, it's supply and demand, right? There are only 10,000 of them, which 10,000 sounds like a lot until you consider that at some point, millions of people might want this, right? And as more people want them and less people are willing to sell, then the price naturally goes up, right? Because more people want it, there's higher demand, that drives the price higher. A great example of that is vFriends, uh, which I would say is also one of the top projects out there. That was released in May by Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. That's the one that I got into when it released in May, and I will do a separate episode all about vFriends. But that's one where you can also change your profile picture. You can kind of show off like, oh yeah, I'm in vFriends. It's got a really strong community. And in the last few days, again, I haven't released this podcast yet, so things are changing by the, by the day, by the hour. But in the last few days, the price has been climbing up quite a bit because in the Discord, which is where the community lives, Gary has been talking a lot about how there are some big announcements coming up. There's some big things that are going to be happening and that prices are going to go up more. And just by making those announcements, he's driving up demand. And more and more people are going, oh, crap, I want to get a VFriend before the next big announcement. So starting at the beginning of September, he started saying big announcements coming on September 10th and 13th, really big one on the 13th. If you don't have a VFriend, please get one now because your time is running out. And so people are scrambling, scraping up money, trying to get together, get money together. And in the last six days, I have watched the floor price rise from around $40,000 to, as I record this right now, it's about $65,000. That's $25,000 increase, or what is that from 40 to 65, like a 50, more than a 50% increase in the floor price in less than a week. That's insane. Like you could never get that with stocks, right? You know, I actually bought one six days ago for 32,000 and I could sell it today for probably 60,000. It's been less than a week. I mean, that's insane. So I'll do another episode about vFriends, but I would put that up there in the top projects that you need to pay attention to. 
I'm you know a little bit biased towards that one, but I do think it's one of the biggest, and Gary Vee is one of the biggest influencers in the space. There are some other projects out there to kind of watch that are big players, Art Blocks, CryptoKitties is one. Uh, CryptoKitties is actually one of the original projects, and it's a game where you can breed cats, and there are a lot more of them out there. There's actually 2 million CryptoKitties in existence, so you know the price is it's not as limited, so the price is not as high. Decentraland sells stuff. That's a, like a virtual world that you can live in, the metaverse, if you've heard of that. MeBits is an older project that is also really quite popular and has some expensive ones. Loot is a newer one, L-O-O-T, that has already cracked the top 10 in uh, all-time sales. And then there's some other ones to look at that kind of people pay attention to in the market. Pudgy Penguins is one that inexplicably got really popular, just like the Bored Apes, where people are changing their profile pictures to, to penguins. Cheapest right now, as I look at this, is about two Ethereum, which is about $8,000. Zed Run is the biggest probably game version, game in the NFT space. I've mentioned that. Bennett and I talked about that in our interview, uh, which is where you can buy uh, digital horses. You could breed them. You could race them, just like you would with real horses. Crypto Cats is another big one. Punks Comics is one that Bennett and I talked about in our interview that we're in that's really complicated and hard to explain, but uh, it's done a lot of volume. And then one other project that I think is getting well-known in the space that launched this year and that uh, Gary Vee is a fan of is called World of Women. World of Women, I think their art is really cool. I have two of them. And as I record this, the floor price is 2.4, so you know, close to $10,000. And uh, it has been a lot higher. It's come down a little bit too, at least when I'm recording it. Uh, and that's like a women-focused project. And that's, you know, cracked the top 30. It's number 32 as I recorded this in all-time sales. So those are the big projects to pay attention to. One other thing I'd add about something like Board Ape Yacht Club is that not only do they have a really strong community, everybody changing their profile pictures, they also give back to the community a lot. The, the founders are very committed to building the brand. And they have launched uh, two subsequent projects. One was called the Board Ape Kennel Club, which were dogs that they gave to all of the ape holders, and then most recently something called Mutant Ape Yacht Club, M-U-T-A-N-T, where they turned the apes into mutants. They gave mutant serum to all 10,000 apes uh, so they could turn into mutants, and then they did uh, an additional 10,000 mint of the ape, of the mutants. And a mint means when a project first comes out, you can mint it from the website. Sometimes they do an auction. Sometimes they do a set price like 0.05 Ethereum. The mutants they knew were so popular that they did uh, what's called a Dutch auction. And I'll talk about VFriends and their Dutch auction where it starts at a high price and it goes down. And they started at three Ethereum, which at the time was, we'll say about $10,000, a little bit more than that. And it was meant to go down over about nine hours, but it sold out in 30 minutes. And it brought in, I believe, close to $90 million in about half an hour uh, from people jumping to buy these mutant apes. and. They've gone up in value, not a ton. Um, as I record this, the floor price is somewhere between four and five Ethereum, which is between what sixteen and twenty thousand dollars. So nothing to laugh, nothing to sneeze at. But they haven't like crazy taken off. Uh, but there's still like tons of value. And if you consider that one of those is worth fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, and they just gave them to everybody who has an ape. So if you have an ape, which is already worth over a hundred thousand, the the founders of the project created the, the mutants and gave you basically something worth fifteen to $20,000 for free for being, for already holding an ape. So that's the kind of cool, crazy stuff that goes on into the, goes on in the NFT world. 
and you you know if you hold on if you ha- if you get one of those cool things you hold on and that's how a lot of people play the game of like let me met new projects and see if one of them turns into a board ape yacht club or let me just buy the more experienced ones that I know can hold the value. So I think that's enough for this episode. We're, wow, 25 minutes in. I did not know this was going to go long, uh, this long. But I wanted to give you some information on, hey, what are the most popular and prominent projects out there? What should I go look at and pay attention to? And again, you can always go to OpenSea.io and you can click on stats and look at what has the most sales, the most history. And you can also you know, start searching these projects and go to their page and see the, the recent sales. And that's what's great about NFTs. It's all open. It's all public. You can see who bought what, when, for how much, and all that stuff. So go check it out. Enjoy, and I will see you next time.